Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of What Are You Sporting About? If you don't know who I am, let me just reintroduce myself really quickly. My name is Savania DeBarros. I am a licensed attorney practicing in the areas of business, employment, sports, and entertainment. I am a published author and best-selling author of the book, What Are You Sporting About? I am also a boy mom a very, of a very busy three-year-old. He keeps us on our toes, y'all. I swear. Um, I am a creator. I There are a lot of things that I, I love to do. Um, But above all, I love helping people. I love inspiring people. I love motivating people to move beyond where they are currently to um, definitely take a hold of their dreams, their purpose. So I have um, a very great topic for you guys today. But before we jump into that, I want you to get a copy of my book. Okay, called What Are You Sporting About? On Amazon, purchase the book. Um, Amazon has the book. Um, the formatting is great. The cover is great. Everything is perfect on there. And make sure you leave me a review because other people need to know how awesome this book is. So, like I said, I have a great topic for you guys today. And I hope that this definitely blesses you and help you to take charge of your life with the people who are in there. So, I'm dedicating this episode to my beautiful grandmother, who I love so dearly, and she is now gone on to be with the Lord. Her name is Glovine Miles Smith. We just had her funeral this past Saturday. I feel like I'm still shaking from that, y'all, because I never I never thought in a million years that this woman, this woman, I never thought I would see her being buried. I don't know, why am I showing y'all a, a no retail copy? Here's a better copy. Okay. Six copies left, y'all. What are you sporting about? Go ahead to my website, get the book. I only have a few copies left of the less than perfect. And after that, all I have, I oh, and we launched the um the hardcover. So that one's a little bit more. It's $28, but it's it's beautiful. I love it. So if you are the type of person who want to have a hard copy versus a paperback copy because this is a paperback okay um you can go online and order that as well so topic for today this this was good so i need y'all to to hey plant your ears to this whether you're watching this or you're driving wherever you are make sure you pay close attention because this is about to be fire all right now here's the topic Voids over deficits plus deposits. Voids over deficits plus deposits. Now, I want you to write that out like a like an equation because that's basically what it is. I'm not going to take all the credit for this. So let's start with voids and deposits and deficits, excuse me, voids and deficits. 
the way this came to me was voids versus deficits. I had an aunt who's basically my sister that shared something with me with another great grandmother, well, not great grandmother, but another grandmother who was amazing in her own right. And she introduced this issue of voids and deficits. We spoke about this issue prior to my grandmother, Glovine, passing away. Voids versus deficits. And it wasn't until my grandmother passed away that this entire idea of voids versus deficit truly came full circle for me. How so? All right. We're going to get into that. For me to break this down for you, I have to share a little bit of my story with you. Okay. As a young girl, and I grew up in, you can call it Archer, Jonesville, but it's all around the Gainesville area. So I grew up in Archer. I went to live with my grandmother. I think I was probably in middle school, um, probably around eighth grade or so. My parents divorced when I was around 10 and a half years old. From that time, my mother and I, we, man, we clashed heads. And I, I will say this. Prior to my eighth grade year, I was always a quiet, in my own zone, own corner type of child. In eighth grade, I lost an aunt who was the smallest thing on this world, on this planet. But let me tell you, this aunt of ours, her name was Aunt Lois. Aunt Lois was 4'11". And she had, man, she had an arm on her. She always made sure that we were outside playing, um, whether we were doing games or just kickball or whatever. She kept us active. So Aunt Lois passed away when I was in eighth grade. And it was like all of these issues that I felt that I had dealt with around my parents being split up, around losing people who I I loved. A lot of that came flooding back. And I remember around that time I exploded because I felt like I, I let so much stuff just stay inside of me. Okay. So that's That's the beginning of where I'm going, guys, with this voids versus deficit issue. And then we'll get to the deposits. So around eighth grade, um, I remember always asking my mom to let me live with with my dad, my biological dad. So as we move on, he will be considered, he will be named Bio. That's who he is, Bio. Now, prior to all of this, Even when my parents were married, when I was a little girl, I was always a daddy's girl. I remember when we were at my grandmother's house, the same grandmother who passed away recently. I remember when he did ponytails in my hair. It was just different little things that he did that made me a daddy's girl. Okay, so fast forward again, eighth grade. I want to live with my bio. And I think after all of the turmoil and issues that me and my mom got into, and I, I, I know I probably raised hell with her, she decided to let me go. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty because we had this discussion and she said that she had spoke with my grandmother, her mom, and talked about 
her not wanting to let me go because she felt that bio would not take care of me. But she decided to. And she did. Well, when I was allowed to go with my bio, he took me to my grandmother's house. This grandmother named Glovine Miles Smith. Now, although I've had amazing grandmothers, for some reason, Glovine Miles Smith was always my favorite grandmother, period, point blank. I don't know why, but she is. So as a child, I've always loved going to her house. And so also going to live with her was something that I would welcome. However, as a child, it doesn't matter who's your favorite. When you want to be with a parent, you want to be with your parent. And you have to deal with the issues of abandonment, so to speak, right? Okay, so I asked to be with my bio. He takes me to his mother's house. Now, let me give you a little bit more context of why and how I, uh, why I deemed this grandmother to be my favorite grandmother. So there's so many different things we used to do when I was a kid. I remember when she would take me to get ice cream and she would always make it sound so much more special than what it was. We would just go and get ice cream. She'd say, well, baby, you want some vanilla bean ice cream? It's the real vanilla bean. So for me, I always had to have the best, right? It wasn't just vanilla ice cream. It was vanilla bean. And you had to have the little black dots in there because if you didn't have the black dots in there, it wasn't true vanilla bean ice cream, all right? So that is definitely one of the highlights of the memories I have with my grandmother, okay? I also remember when my grandpa John passed away and I remember my grandmother has always been so chippery and upbeat and she would always have a smile on her face when you enter the room. She would make you feel, and I'm gonna try not to get emotional on on this uh, episode with you guys, but she will always make you feel like you were the most special person in the room. At least that's how I felt. So when my grandpa John passed away, I could feel the sadness from my grandmother. And I remember asking my mom if I can go and spend time with her because I didn't want her to be in that house by herself. So my mom allowed me to go. I went and I remember the house just being quiet, sometimes really dark. And I would just go and just be with my grandmother. I think I stayed with her for a whole week. I remember laying in the bed with her, going to sleep with her, you know, just just being there for her and with her. And our bond just have always been tight like that. So when I came to live with her, um, our relationship grew more than just a granddaughter and a grandmother. It grew into a mother and a daughter. And dealing with those issues that I was experiencing with being a child from a broken home and now being somewhat abandoned to another place where where basically I would definitely welcome to be, but I hadn't asked to be there. I asked to be with my bio. Um, There were some issues that I didn't even realize during that time that I was going through a suffering with as a child. And so we clashed heads, myself and my grandmother, we clashed heads as, as, you know, as I was growing up and we got through those growing pains. And I remember my grandmother with any of my competitions, uh, my track meets, she was right there fixing my, my coolers and making sure I had everything I needed. My, um, 
the sleeping bags, making sure that my um, my gym bag was full of all the things that I needed to take on my road trips with my competitions and whatnot. She was definitely, and she is and was definitely my cheerleader, okay? My grandmother is also one of the reasons why I am who I am, why I am a lawyer, how I've been able to achieve that um, this level of success in, in my life. There's a lot of things that she taught me that I've been able to implement into my own life that has helped me to be a professional, helped me to be a woman, helped me to be a mother and a wife, okay? But what I did not realize prior to all of this and prior to hearing voice versus deficits, I didn't realize the notion behind what that truly meant prior to my grandmother passing away. Okay. It's different when some, when you lose someone that has truly impacted you because the things that you've heard before, it will impact you differently. You will then have a completely different lens on what has already been stated to you. So after she passed away, the light bulbs went off. And the conversation prior with my aunt about voice versus deficits, I said, wow, now I get it. Now I get it. Okay. As a little girl asking to live with my bio, although that's what I wanted, and I'm going to get a little spiritual with you guys, so I hope you don't mind. Although that's what I thought I wanted, God has already been setting up my life in the way where he knew I needed a particular and a divine angel chaperone to help me achieve the things, to achieve a greater purpose than what I thought was in me, okay? Because we always walk around with the things that we think we want to do, and we get upset sometimes at God because we think, well, you're not allowing me to move as fast as other people, or you're not helping me to accomplish X, Y, and Z and look at so-and-so across the yard. They got X, Y, and Z, or they're doing X, Y, and Z. But what you don't realize is God has already set a roadmap for your life for you to achieve the things that he has already put inside of you. Because each and every one of us are destined for greatness. Each and every last one of us have a particular promise that God put inside of us that we will accomplish and achieve. But sometimes it takes, and I'm not going to say sometimes, always it takes somebody who God has put around us or in our lives to help chaperone us to the next level, right? And so you can probably look around to your right or your left or behind you, in front of you about all the people who have come into your life at different stages, whether the relationship ended badly or whether it ended good, what have you, that person those people have taught you something that has helped you to catapult to the next level. All right. So y'all stay with me now because this is good. Voids versus deficits. The way I want you to see the formula initially is voids over deficits. It's always to have a void over a deficit. I didn't realize as a child that um, a lot of the things that was happening in the household where I grew up, I didn't, I didn't realize them because I was children. I was a child, right? We were children. And a lot of things your parents try to shield you from, okay? So it's, it's only until you are an adult that you can speak freely and ask the questions that will illuminate the things that um, you didn't even recognize initially, right? 
voids over deficits. God had set my life up on a trajectory that I didn't even know. I, I, I had no idea that he had already orchestrated everything for my good, for favor in me. All right. So how does this relate? How does voids versus deficit relate to everything that I've been saying? How does it relate? Voids over deficits. My belief is God made provisions to keep me guarded from deficits. Now, there may have been a void there, and there was for a long time for not having a father in my life that I thought should have been there. All right. So let me back up because we all have voids in our lives. We all know that there is either someone who has chosen not to be there or let's just say someone is there, but they're still absent. They are they are occupying a space and a title, but they they do not have the ability to give you what you need. And some people, they don't have the ability to give you what you what you need. They're incapable of doing that. And it creates a void. Now, let's go another step further, because even if that person is there and they are they are basically absentee, but they're taking up space, they're taking up time, they're taking up resources, they're taking up whatever. They are now creating a deficit. Do you get the difference? Someone can create a void, right, where you just have nothing. But then there are some people who can create a deficit who takes away everything. And God protected me from the deficit. Do you get what I'm saying? He protected me from the deficit. So, and I've said this before, if you caught it or not, um, previously, I think it was on a Facebook Live. A void is you starting at zero. A deficit is you starting at negative whatever that number is. We'll just say negative X. It's better to start at zero than start at negative X. All right. So now we have voids over deficits. Now, how does deposits come into play? So if you look at your formula, voids over deficits, and then we'll put plus deposits. My grandmother was a deposit for me. You can look around your own life and think about the people, no matter how short the stint was, the time, the season, what have you. Who are the people or the things that have just miraculously shown up at the times that you've needed it? and deposited something back in your life. Who is that person? Who are those people? What is it? Because without having some form of deposits in your life, you will be completely depleted. So let me rewind a bit. God protected me from a deficit, but I was left without, I was left with a void because I I thought I would have a father figure in my life. I didn't. He took me to his mother's house. My void was still there, but God protected me from having a deficit. He gave me a deposit and that deposit was my grandmother. Now, another way you can look at deposits is favor. Okay. Here was another mind blowing moment that I didn't even realize until she passed away. November 2nd is the date that my grandmother passed away. When she passed, um, 
And I, when I learned of her passing, the breakdown was hard. It was hard. Um, and then that week, the the crying around death changed to a crying of praise. Thank you, God, for favor. Thank you, God, for favor. Thank you, God, for favor, right? Because one thing that we do as humans is we always look we always look into somebody else's window or t- into someone else's backyard to figure out what we should be doing, right? Or what we should want. And we fail to realize what is right in front of us. I've had people tell me for years that I was spoiled by my grandmother, that she did things for me and not for other grandchildren or people or who have you. Um, and sometimes it, it made me feel as though I had to apologize for that, that I had to apologize for that, right? But why should you apologize for the favor that God has given you? Now, quoting my mother, and I know if you come from a spiritual home and this podcast is not a religious platform, but I'm going to, I'm speaking to you guys from my heart and how I've been feeling. So I want you to get something out of this. But to echo echo my mother, she has said to me, favor is not fair. Now, you can see somebody. There's probably someone in your life that you know of who, for whatever reason, always gets what they want, always gets what they want, right? And you may be thinking, wow, how do you do that? But you don't even have X or you don't even have this or that or blah, 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 blah. Because they have favor. And when you have favor, you don't need nothing else, right? I realized that I had favor all this time. And that favor was my grandmother. She was a deposit in my life that kept me from having a deficit. But she also kept me from starting at zero, y'all. Come on, somebody. Come on. It is better to have a void than a deficit, but it's even better when you have a deposit that keeps you way above zero, all right? Or way above negative X or what have you. So my grandmother was my favor. She was my deposit, the deposit into my life. Because of her, I learned so many different skills. I learned how to be an upstanding woman. I learned how to understand finance and credit scores. And I I learned just through her and the way that she treated my grandfather, I learned the importance of love, true love, honorary love. I learned how to give. Um, And I can't even say I learned how to give, but seeing her be a woman who gave so freely. And I always thought, And and maybe this was one thing that connected her and I so much, but I always thought, I said, man, I love giving so much to people, but maybe it's a blessing and it's a curse because sometimes people will try to take from you. They will try to, okay, give you a deficit to the point that you have nothing else to give. And my grandmother was a woman who just always gave and gave freely, gave freely. And I find myself doing that. One of the last conversations that my grandmother and I had, like, literally just conversation, me and her, nobody else in the room was in November of 2019. 
And she told me, she said, you always have to help people, help people. And I thought I did that, right? I thought I had already been doing that, but things ring differently. Like I said, when something major traumatically happens to you or you lose someone, things start to to ring a lot differently, help people. And so I hope that through this episode, whether you are hearing this or watching this, I hope that I have helped you today to understand the difference between a void and a deficit, but also see the favor, the deposit that is being put into your life so that you can take and grasp a hold of your own future. And always remember to help somebody. I am Savanya DeBarros. It's my pleasure to speak with you and I hope to see you again. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at S ldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something. 